Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about energy, exhaustion, just a bit of everything I'm feeling at the moment. And I want to explain a little bit about why I'm feeling that way. And I think it's it's important to share these tougher moments. Okay, so let's dive into this. I think sometimes I can be like like every content producer, trying to find stuff that my audience wants to listen to or wants to hear. But I think sometimes in doing that, you can miss that, or I can miss, I seem to say you a lot, I'm not sure if you do that, where you say you when you're actually referring to yourself. I sometimes miss out on some of the obvious stuff that's happening in my life that I I want to share, I want to talk about. I also want to, you know, get back to what i started this podcast for, which was really a verbal diary of what's happening in my life, looking at my neurodiversity, my dyslexia, my ADHD, and really touching on some of the points that are affecting me on a daily basis. Sometimes I do that, but I don't feel I do it enough. And at the moment, you know, what's really popping up a lot is energy and a bit of, you know, and from energy, a bit of exhaustion. I think in this last couple of years in the world, (laughs) people seem to be doing more and more and more with less and less energy and reserves. And I don't know about you, but for me, that is really tiring. I'm not the best person in the world at actually resting. Um, You know, I think many of my listeners would agree, you know, trying to rest can be really painful. It's like scratching a chalkboard sometimes, like it, it just doesn't work. You know, if I go and sit down to rest, there's a part of me that either wants to play on my phone or wants to find some level of stimulation, be it watch TV or, you know, <laughs> or my bra- if, if I do try and close my eyes and I'm not sleeping, my brain goes off into a hundred different places and starts, you know, just creating its own world of fun and excitement. So it can lead to burnout and exhaustion. And I'd love to say that the easy solution is just meditating or Deep breathing, and and don't get me wrong, all of those things make a really good, you know, they're really good steps to create some mindfulness and some rest, but they're also really, really hard to keep epically consistent at. No matter how hard you try, you will go through, you know, months where you just can't be bothered meditating. Let's be honest, you'll go through times where you're just like, I can't cut out space, even if I know it's good for me. And the same with rest, you might go through periods where you know you're tired, but you keep getting up at 5am for whatever reason, or you keep going to bed later than you know you probably should. And it's not a challenge of what you know, because you know what to do. It's like your brain just won't follow the dots. It just won't let you do what it knows best. I'm not sure if you felt that way, but it's... And these things go in cycles. Sometimes you can be in the cycle of, actually, I'm looking after myself at least to a reasonable point. Because I, you know, there's one thing they say about those neurodivergent people with ADHD and dyslexia, is that many of us really struggle to to actually care about ourselves. There is a reason that ADHD, people with ADHD, their life expectancy is shorter. It's because many of us really struggle to look after ourselves (laughs) you know we're always living in a much higher cortisol balanced state and you know I've really felt this in the last few weeks I've just felt like I'm just trying to jump from next stimulant to next stimulant 
And I'm trying to talk to myself about what do I need to do to actually reset this? You know, how does it change? Because I think over time, I know for myself is I am good at noticing when I'm in this zone. Not always good at, at saving myself from it or solving it, but I'm definitely good at noticing it. And I think, you know, I, I harp lyrical on about this, but it's, you know, awareness, acceptance and action are such vital keys in what, what we're all doing. You know, you know, we first have to know what's happening. We have to see and go, hey, I am really burnt out and I'm, I'm doing it to myself and it's not really, really helping me. It's not helping me get to where I want to do. The next thing is to accept and that's to go, hey, you know, I can see that this is happening and I know this is a pattern and you know, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break. It's not the end of the world. You know, this is how your brain operates. It's not, you know, you're not a terrible person. You know, you're not horrible for this or, you know, you know, it's not something you're doing on purpose. It's just the way your brain operates. And I think from that point of acceptance, you can then get to that third one of action. What can, what's the small thing I can do about this? You know, for the last two days, I've made sure I've gone to bed at ridiculously early times. Like we're talking for me, 8 p.m. and getting up at 7 a.m., having 11 hours in bed. Now, I do listen to the radio when I go to bed. For some reason, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's, it's my kind of my kind of thing with my eyes closed. Um, but it's, you know, I'm still getting nine or ten hours, which is ridiculous in the last two days. And from doing that, it's actually showing me how tired my body is, <laughs> how much it's enjoying it. And I'm going to probably continue to do that for a few more nights. And try and let myself have that time and go, hey, you don't, <laughs> I know it's Saturday night and I know you're in bed by eight o'clock. It's okay. It's okay. This is what you need. You know, you are different. Your mind works differently. And you're allowed to have these times which seem opposite. You know, other people may have their early nights in the week. I'm just like realizing how tired I am on Friday and Saturday nights, right? Just the way my brain works. And I think, you know, again, from awareness and acceptance can, can come those small actions. And for me, it's about giving myself some space to be tired and to also get hydrated you know, I think water is the killer of all of us neurodiverse, like many of us struggle with time and understanding distances. And by the end of the day, we realize we haven't drunk enough water. And then we tell someone that and they go, well, if you just have 28 different water bottles around your house, that'll make life easier. And I'm like, well, when I've hired that army of, of midgets to fill it up with, fill my water bottles up every day, then I'll, uh, I'll consider that. Um, sorry, it's a bit of a tangent, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like there's someone's always got the next thing you should do that makes you feel bad for not having done it. Right. Someone's always got an answer. And sometimes we're the worst people in the world at going straight to a solution that sounds great on paper, but we struggle so hard to execute those things that it's kind of like going, Hey, this is what you should do. I probably can't do it because my brain just won't play that game. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I guess so that that awareness and acceptance is vital. It's really vital. And to be aware that you can only take the small actions that are going to make a, a difference is so so important. You don't have to take all the action in the world. You know, you have to get used to checking in with yourself on a much more regular basis because you know, I know that I can find myself going to rest 
realizing I've been playing on my phone for an hour and probably overstimulating myself <laughs> and mentally. And it's like, you know, it's like I just have to laugh it off. And it's all you can do. The other thing I try and do as well, if I get into this moment where I start to notice it, is I start to go, okay, what's the opposite of, what's the opposite of rest? You know, and when you, when you think about that, if I go, what's the opposite of rest, of true rest? It would be probably jumping in and doing a bunch more work, you know, or something like that. Or what's the opposite? Would it be running? And actually, running is not the opposite. Running is actually a good place to rest for me. It's or when I say running, I mean walking <laughs> at a at a hard pace. Uh, definitely don't run as much as I used to. But it's you know it's kind of the it's trying to look and not not just take the first answer your brain throws at you, especially when you're tired, because it, it starts to look at what is the easiest you know especially for those on, with ADHD the easiest form of dopamine it can find. And sometimes that can be food, sometimes it can be alcohol. Not to say these things are bad, but you've got to, you know, we've all got to be really wary when our brain is just hunting for stimulants, right? You know, and something I wasn't going to mention in this episode, and I might go into it a little bit more in the next episode, is I'm going to be testing ADHD meds again. After that fantastic catch up with Dan the other day, it really got me thinking about about ADHD meds and yeah I'm going to talk about this more in the next episode so stay tuned but I think it's going to interest a lot of people so let's um, dive into it then but I hope you've enjoyed that episode I hope you can you can check in with your energy you know check in with your with your dial or check in you know there's a great technique you learn in Davis Dyslexia which is just such a great program for anyone around the world and they talk about your dial can you check in with yourself and imagine, just say you're imagining a car and you're seeing your accelerometer. Is that the phrase, you know, with the, the speed on it? And you imagine you're looking at the speed and you you can feel your foot on the pedal. And you ask yourself, where where is your accelerometer at this moment? You know, are you driving 180 k's into a, you know, down the motorway? Or are you feeling really low and you're driving about 20 kilometers and you just feel like, meh. And the goal is, as you can imagine, kind of putting your foot on the pedal and speeding up to get up to that 60, 70 Ks where you're feeling good. Or if you're going too fast, you take your pedal off, your pedal, your foot off the pedal to slow down. And that kind of visual tool really does help, you know, just to check in with yourself about that awareness piece, because that's the hardest bit sometimes for us. We're so in our head, we're not in our body. But uh, I'll save that for another episode. But have an epic rest of your day, guys. Thank you, everyone, for sharing the podcast. Always appreciate it. And thank you for those signing up to the Truth About Dyslexia course. Can't wait to have everyone on board. Have an epic day. Just before you go, I just want to let you know that we've rebranded the Confident Dyslexic to be the Truth About Dyslexia course. Many people were asking me exactly what it's about, who's it for, and we wanted to be really clear. It's designed for people who have just found out they're dyslexic or are just in the process of coming to terms with what it means, and they want someone to help guide them and understand that a bit more and learn how to use your brain to better serve you, your goals, your life, your success, all that cool stuff. Now, we've just opened up the course to be done at any time, which is really, really awesome. It means you can jump on, you can do the course 
Uh, it's all self-guided. It's using a brand new app that we only set up a few months ago and it's been working really, really well. So dive onto the link at the bottom of this podcast if you're interested. Have a little look. We're running a special to kick off this new way of launching the course. Uh, until next time.